Moncrief on News Talk. Have a listen to this. I'm finding it difficult to understand many aspects of Ansata conduct. Much of their behavioral norm would be defined by my program as unnecessary and unacceptable. Mm-hmm. By my program as well, Beta. But if that is so, Captain, why are their methods so often successful? I've been reviewing the history of armed rebellion, and it appears that terrorism is an effective way to promote political change. Yes, it can be. But I have never subscribed to the theory that political power flows from the barrel of a gun. Yet there are numerous examples when it was successful. The independence of the Mexican state from Spain, the Irish unification of 2024, and the Kenzie Rebellion. Yes, I'm aware of them. Then would it be accurate to say that terrorism is acceptable when all options for peaceful settlement have been foreclosed? Data, these are questions that mankind has been struggling with throughout history. Your confusion is only human. Now, uh, just so you're not too alarmed, that clip is from the year 2365, more or less. It's from Star Trek The Next Generation. That particular episode was first broadcast in the US in 1990, but given what it predicted would happen this year, it was a wee bit controversial. Our old pal uh, Brian Lloyd from Entertainment.e has been writing about this. Uh, uh, afternoon, Brian. Hey. Uh, they, But they did it. They probably didn't realise that it might be a bit of a sensitive topic on this side of the Atlantic. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, like, I mean, that's always been the thing that, like, Star Trek and Star Trek Next Generation did has done I, I don't know if it's very well but they've done it which is that they'll take controversial topics that are happening either in America or outside of America and then kind of give a very high-minded mm. sort of uh, uh, philosophically sound reasoning as to why it's all going to work out in the end of the day you know and like in this I mean the episode was called The High Ground and as you kind of heard there what's going on is, is that the Enterprise lands over this planet there's this centuries long civil war going on Dr. Crusher who is the chief medical officer gets kidnapped and then she gets she gets kidnapped by the quote unquote terrorists but mm. are they terrorists or maybe they're freedom fighters we yeah. don't know and then she starts to kind of see their point of view that like the occupying uh, power have been you know, terrorizing these uh, people for centuries and all the rest of it. And this is the only kind of, cons- this is the only way they can fight back. And, you know, are they going too far? They're bombing like cafes and all the rest of it. And again, you know, this is a, a topic that Star Trek has come back to again and again and again. Like in Deep Space Nine, for example, the one with uh, Colomini when he was in the main cast, that space station was over this planet that had just gone through a period of decolonization, and one of the main characters in it is an ex-terrorist. That was um, mm. Major Kira. She was yeah, Kira Yeah, Kira yeah. yeah. She was an ex-terrorist. She was a member of the Bajoran Maquis. So it's like, they do deal with these kind of things a lot, but they, it's a very American way of dealing with it, isn't it? It's very much binary, like there's a right way and a wrong mm. way. And Well, actually, in, fairness, in Deep Space Nine, it was far, it was more It grayer. was much more nuanced. They had yeah, to do a lot more compromising. They did. And, yeah. they yeah. did. and I think that's the thing is because, I mean, I haven't talked to Brent Spiner, the, the actor, date, mm. and, and from previous interviews that the writers of that episode have done, the way they kind of looked at it was, was look, this was just our terrorism episode. We just needed to <laughs> button down this scene a little bit. So we wrote in Irish Unification of 2024. Brent Spiner didn't even remember it until I mentioned it to him. And Ronald D. Moore, who wrote that episode, he was like, look, you know, these things were all in the ether. We just kind of wrote this in and it's pretty ho-hum. And like, we've got 24 more episodes to write here. So we're just kind of working the, yeah. working the problem, as it were. Yeah. But... 
it's interesting that people have come back to it again and again and again, I think, because, you know, again, we like to think that in the future, and that's the thing that Star Trek was always so unique about, was was that in the future, the problems that we have are no longer there, that they've all been sorted, mm. that we have like this wonderful world government, that, you know, racism has been solved, that no one cares that Picard is bald. I mean, there was that famous quote from Gene Roddenberry that when they announced the cast for it and Patrick Stewart was brought out, all the journalists would say, oh, well, surely by the 24th century, we'll have, you know, we'll have cured baldness. Mm. And Gene Roddenberry said, well, you know, by the 24th century, nobody's going to care about baldness, which I think you would appreciate. Yes, indeed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, the, uh, now, but the set, like that was 1990. Yeah. Uh, and so, and, and, Star Trek The Next Generation was being showed on The Beeb, was being yeah. showed on, on And they, of course, they yeah. famously cut it. Well, from what I can gather, the BBC bought the syndication rights to Star Trek Next Generation and that episode apparently was left out of the rotation. Um, and then when it was subsequently broadcast, they just cut that scene out of it altogether. Because you have to remember, like, BBC had those very weird rules. Like, it wasn't like Jerry, Jerry yeah, Adams yeah. had to be portrayed by an actor. I mean, yeah. I'm too young to remember mm. this, but I remember hearing about it, that Jerry Adams had to be portrayed by an actor. So anything that kind of was seen to, I don't know, legitimise the IRA or legitimise Irish independence and Irish unification, they were like, nope, we're cutting it. Mm. And that whole scene was cut out of it. Yet, funny though, I remember Sky. I remember seeing that, because Star Trek Next Generation used to be on Sky 1. I remember seeing that on Sky 1, but the BBC... Cut it out, so... Yeah. yeah, but I suppose when Sky... M- maybe it was around Good Friday Agreement time, because I suppose... But 93, from, yeah. 94, yeah, yeah, probably would have been, yeah. yeah. It probably yeah. wouldn't have been such a kind of uh, verboten topic, yeah. Yeah, but no, I suppose what's interesting about it is not just that they suggest as Irish Unity sometime this year. Yeah. Mary Lou is probably a huge Star Trek fan. That's I mean, why yeah. she's might be and an I mean, election, and, you know... You know, they've talked about, you know, border polls and yeah. all the rest of it. I mean, so who knows? Right. Fingers crossed. But, but I suppose his uh, data suggests, one of the characters in there, his suggestion that terrorism works. I mean, that's... very a, controversial. One. That's yeah. the thing, isn't it? Like, I think that's the part of it that was probably more controversial as opposed to saying Irish Unity by 2024. Um, but like, again, that's the great thing about Star Trek is, is that it can take these very, very thorny political, social, economic issues and then try to kind of fashion a story out of it. Like, I mean, there's no money in the future in Star Trek. Like, yeah. that's all gone. You know, humans don't work for money anymore. All the Starfleet people are not paid. And... It's never been fully explained why that is, but the sort of the catch-all term is, is humanity has evolved past the need for capitalism and stuff like that. And, you know, this is this is something that is, you know, you think about universal basic income and stuff like that. Mm. And, you know, replicators and all the rest of it, like the fact that, you know, it's in a post-scarity world. That's something that, you know, is still talked about to this day. Like yeah. What will happen in a post-scarity post-scarcity world. Uh, Brian, maybe you could go back and tell us how uh, Star Trek predicted we solved the housing crisis. Uh, we'd like, all look forward to that particular episode. Brian no, Lloyd. it's because they've got, if they've got transporters so you can live wherever you want, want. and you don't have to commute. Yeah. yeah, that's what it is. Brian, thanks a million. Uh, uh, once again, Brian Lloyd there. You are listening to the Moncrief Show on News Talk. Moncrief, weekdays at 2pm on News Talk.